0: Hey there, warriors. So glad to be with you this morning, afternoon, evening, whenever it is you're listening to this and just spending a few minutes, hopefully imparting some wisdom and perspective and maybe a tip or two. That's my goal every time is just to help you, get you thinking actually. It's not to put necessarily my thoughts in your head But to get you thinking about your life as it relates to specific topics or even just one little teeny tiny nugget, something that you can have your own aha moment and use something that you learn here to move your life forward. To make things just a little bit better. Maybe just make even some slight modifications so that you can head your life in a better direction and maybe your life's going great but everything can always be better and and I'm a firm believer we should always be working on ourselves I mean really if anybody says no I don't need to work on myself come on seriously really you better write books and let people know what you're doing (laughs) you better you know start charging a million dollars to for the big secret on how you got there you perfected yourself In all seriousness, we know that's not possible. So we just keep moving. And it's not to say we're all so terrible. We're always having to work on ourselves. But why would we not want to improve our position in life, our attitudes, get more courage? I mean, develop more strength and wisdom and and use our wisdom. Have stronger relationships. Be able to let go of things that we know we've been holding on to. You know, that tight white knuckle grip on something that we know we need to let go of. Maybe it's just simply control to have more faith. There are just ways in which I always want to just improve myself. It doesn't mean I spend 24-7 doing it, but maybe (laughs) 23-7 because I don't sleep much these days. Anyway, so I wanted to talk to you today just about labels. And I've I've talked about this subject before, but I wanted to come at it from a little different angle. And I wanted to start by saying that people have a need for connection. Now, this might be familiar because I sent out an email, I think it was last week, on this same subject. And um, if you're not on my email list, you really should go to ValerieSilvera.com, go to Warriors and Hope, just connect, get yourself in as a Warrior and Hope. Hey, by the way, that'll make sure that you are connected and learn everything about Our new program's coming up. I'm revising the Nine Weapons of Hope, making them more streamlined and succinct. And I'm going to have a couple of of, um, specific programs that are going to have the Nine Weapons of Hope at their core. And and it seems like it's taken me years to get to this point that I've been wanting to get to. And all of a sudden, I mean, I'm I'm working so hard lately and I've had a couple of epiphanies. So I hope I'm getting there. But we're also building an app that we're going to be able to deliver content to you. And so anyway, obviously you want to be Connected and learn about everything that you can with what we're doing to help you. So on that email, I said, I, I said this, people have a need for connection. And I don't think that is some big epiphany, right? I mean, we all know that we have a need to connect with other people. Some people more so than others. Some people like to have so many friends around and always activity. And it's kind of interesting on that note because I am a really outgoing person. I mean, I will chat with people at the nail salon and joke and laugh and have a good time at the grocery store. And I have no problem reaching out to people. I can be the life of the party, but I also have a a need to be alone and re-energize and recharge. And some people don't seem to need that. So we all have different levels of connection, but we all have a need to connect with even a few people. That's just innate. We sometimes find connection through shared interests. Maybe it's a favorite sports team. You've seen how people are. Maybe you're one of them that dress up with their like their favorite sports colors. They paint their faces and dress up in all of this garb and really get into it. And then, you know, high-fiving each other, people that are strangers, and after a game it seems like they've known each other for a while. Maybe you connect over a musical group. Culinary Passions, a great book. There are all sorts of ways in which we connect. It's kind of interesting. So think about if you bought a new car. Have you ever noticed too that there's an awareness once you buy a new car, suddenly you see the same car everywhere? You know, even if it's a different color, it seems like, wow, all of a sudden everyone's got my car. But there's some kind of a connection. I know that sometimes when I see people driving the same car I have in the same model, you know, I kind of look at them. I mean, I don't know why, I kind of notice, I notice the car. And I always think that it's, it's kind of interesting how, think about motorcycles. It seems like when people ride Harley Davidsons, for instance, they'll see each other and they kind of give each other a wave. There's an instant connection. And um, so that all makes a lot of sense. But we also seek connection in tragedy, loss, hardship. And I think that is definitely valuable. It's valuable to connect with people who understand our struggles. But this is the big warning, my friend. It is crucial that you avoid being defined solely by these experiences. So a lot of people that use my resources or follow me on social media, connect with me in whatever way, do so because they have a loved one and mostly moms it seems that have sons and daughters in addiction because that was the big story that i came out with and and decided to go ahead and tell the world that i think we should give up shame and guilt and you know it's it's not our fault and you know all of the stuff that surrounded a lot of my messaging and that's been important we feel a connection people get it i think that's really important but let's go with that label for a second. I'm not the mom of an addict. That's not, that, that doesn't define me. Hey, let me tell you, it defined a big portion of my life. And it's a big part of my story. But that is not who I am. It has impacted who I am. It has helped to shape me. But we have to be very careful. We have to remember that we are more than the labels That society imposes on us. Or how about this? The labels that we place on ourselves. I have seen people define their entire existence by a label. Mom of an addict. Divorced. Business failure. Health issue. Loss of a child. And the list goes on and on and on. You probably know people like this, and perhaps you've been caught up in this. It's understandable, and it's easy for that to happen when you've had something really big hit. You know, one of life's two-by-fours that's whacked you over the head, came out of left field, or a lot of adversity, or it seems like the hits keep coming. It's understandable because it is easy for that situation to consume us. I remember when my daughter Jamie's addiction was consuming me and I was trying hard for it not to, but that's before I developed the nine weapons of hope. It's before I, you know, figured out how to navigate this very, very difficult situation. We have to be careful with this. In fact, I was talking with Rich about this just today that it would seem fair if that, you, you know, this big thing that's hit you. if if that's all you got, I mean, come on, it's big enough, right? God. Okay. Thank you. That's big enough. I mean, let's spread it around a little bit. I don't need more of this stuff, but you know, for some of us, we've had very, very big challenges. And you notice how I put an S on the end of that word challenge. I didn't just get the mom of an addict challenge adversity. I got also the loss of a child adversity. I also have the going through the legal system and all of the garbage that my daughter's murder is putting us through in this process that, you know, was probably lifelong for us. And I've had massive betrayal by someone I considered a friend, by my own biological father, a lot of childhood trauma. You know what I'm saying? I'm not trying to give you the list so you'll feel sorry for me. It's the exact opposite. I'm trying to help you understand and remember that it is, doesn't work like that. We don't, we don't often just get one thing. So you don't want to define yourself by one thing because pretty soon you're going to have a bunch of tattoos on your forehead, right? Mom of an addict, loss of a child, you know, betrayal. And, but we also get more than one good thing. Life's a mixed bag, and I don't understand because you know I'm not the one sprinkling it around or allowing these things to happen, but it's just the way life is. So don't define yourself. Don't allow anyone else to define you by this one portion of your life, this one tragedy, situation, challenge, even a mistake you made. Come on. Everybody makes mistakes. Everybody has a hard time figuring things out. Don't feel like the Lone Ranger. So, you know, your tragedies, my tragedies, our heartbreaks, they are genuine. They're real. And they do shape us. Of course, as I said before, it is a part of who I am. What you've gone through, what you're still navigating is a part of who you are. But it's not the entirety of who you are or your story or its value. Life is a tapestry. You know, it's woven with so many experiences that are both pleasant and painful. So we have to really embrace the fact that we are multifaceted individuals. And yes, we've had numerous ups and downs and successes and failures. But just don't limit yourself to a single definition. Don't Stick yourself with one label that defines you. You are more. You are more than whatever you're going through. You are an extraordinary being with a multitude of stories waiting to be told. And on that note, let me just say that adversity is your superpower. It is the reason that you have so much value to offer the world. It is the reason. Not not in spite of. It is the reason you have so much wisdom and courage and have gained So much. It's the reason I have so much to offer you. And it's why you have so much to offer to others. No matter how you do it or on what scale, you have that opportunity and you shouldn't keep your experiences to yourself, which is why you can't be busy defining yourself and keeping yourself down with this one label. Because I think at some point, it'll be like an anchor. It'll just weigh you down. I'm not saying to bury your head in the sand and pretend it's not happening, but don't allow it to be who you are. You are far more than anything you're going through now, what you've been through in the past, and what you'll go through in the future. It's kind of interesting because when I first came out with my messaging and, you know, people know me probably still, they know me as you know, one of the women who has stood up and been um, outspoken about families in addiction and reclaiming our lives and that, you know, our recovery matters too and giving ourselves permission to matter during and, and get rid of shame and guilt and, you know, all the various things that have to do with this horrible, horrible journey through addiction with a loved one. And then it was kind of interesting when Jamie died, even though it she died as a result of the life that she was living in addiction, then I thought, oh, well, so now what am I? Am I the mom who lost a child? Am I the mother of a murder victim? Like, we like to define things, right? We like to put labels on things, and they're not all bad. We need to understand what we're looking at, and certain labels help us. Labeling is not a bad thing in itself, but so think about that. If I pigeonholed myself and said, nope, this is it. This is what I am. And then all of a sudden this other thing happens. Do I switch? Do I just stay over here and don't address this other part of who I am in my life? I hope this is making sense to you. And, and with all of that, I happen to mention three tragedies and, and difficulties. But what about that I'm also still a mom? I'm still a mom to Sean, even though he's 35 years old, you know, he still needs me. He still relies on me for, for wisdom and perspective. And he likes to run things past me. And we have a lot of really great, deep conversations. And so, you know, I still have that. I'm still Rich's wife. The danger of us sticking a label on us, especially when it's a label that comes from tragedy, or challenge or adversity or pain or loss is that, like I said earlier, it'll be like an anchor. Those tend to weigh us down, right? Those aren't the labels that we have that are like, Oh, I'm the fan of this X team. That's all fun and games. These other types of labels can take us down. They can take us down fast and hard. That's why I created Warriors in Hope. Because I hope that you will start to identify yourself as a warrior in hope. You can do that right now. You don't have to wait for what I'm finishing up here. You don't have to wait for an app. You can go to valeriesavera.com or even Warriors in Hope will take you there. But go to valeriesavera.com. You'll see right there, register yourself as a warrior. Stand up and be counted. Join our Facebook group that is Warriors in Hope 2. We are just getting started, my friend. That's the identity that you need to have is a warrior in hope. Think about those words. A warrior, that's someone who's fighting. It's not someone who has it all figured out. It's not somebody who is never scared. It's not somebody who ever never questions themselves. It's a person like me, like you, working our way through whatever it is we're working our way through. But we're doing it together. We're fighting the good fight. And we're doing it with hope. Hope for our loved ones. Hope that we will be okay no matter what happens to them or to us. You know, if you're a person of faith, you have hope in that. Warriors in hope. That's an identity you should get behind. And I hope that you will. I'm really excited to continue bringing you these episodes. And I think I mentioned before, my son and I are thinking about starting a new podcast that'll be completely different from this, but maybe it'll feel kind of the same too because, you know, I'm just me. And you've heard him on this podcast, too, before. I'll probably have him on here pretty soon, too, as a guest before we figure out you know, what we're doing there. We won't be able to probably do it until I get all this other stuff worked out with the app and everything. But maybe at the first of the year, we'll start that. Love to hear from you, what you think about it. I hope you're subscribing to this podcast. Spread the word. Let others find hope that they can become a warrior, too. Connect with me. Follow me on my Facebook page. Join the Warriors and Hope Facebook group. Make sure you're on my email list and continue to listen to these episodes. Like I said, the most important thing is spread the hope. Let's not keep it to ourselves, my friend. Okay, until the next episode, never forget that you're not alone. Whatever you're going through, I'm standing right there with you and your story matters. So live it courageously. Disrupt your trauma for good. Do you understand that statement? Disrupt your trauma for good, like we're done with that, and also for good. We can do this together.